I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Brad Powers from bradpowersports.com and the Bet the Board podcast. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to start with a personal question. Are you sadistic enough to lay 23 and a half points on Michigan? Are you sadistic enough to bet the under 35 and a half on the Big Ten championship game? Uh, I am not. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Mother Teresa uh, as a person, but uh, I, I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> can't 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 do either yet. I'm looking honestly, believe it or not, I'm looking maybe to get Iowa, but I, I need at least 24. But that's the only out of the 10 championship games. That's the only one I haven't bet side or total yet. Uh, so I just oof, that's a that's a tough one. Going to be a tough watch too. Uh, before we uh, dive into all these games uh, going down this week, and can't wait to hear that the bets uh, that you have lined up, give us the Brad Powers rankings. People are going to be curious what they end up doing tonight. We know what one and two is going to be, but the fascinating part is uh, what what happens after that. What how do they line up three, four, five? How far does Ohio State fall down? What is your uh, top four right now going into the championship weekend? Uh, power ratings are what I would put as a com- if I was on the committee. Po- power ratings, so people can kind of understand what's going on with these point spreads. Here. Yeah, uh, power ratings. The Georgia be one for me. I mean, you just got to respect the two-time defending champs, and uh, you know it was a rivalry game. I mean, they didn't play their best game of the season, but they've been on the ascent blowout wins prior two weeks against Ole Miss and Tennessee. They'd be one. Believe it or not, people are going to think, oh, Michigan's got to be two. No, honestly, it's Oregon, slightly above Michigan. Right Whoa. now, if you just look at, yeah, you look at basic metrics like yards per play margin, yards per game margin, points per game margin, Oregon is number one in the country in all of those categories and has played a tougher wow. schedule than Michigan and Georgia. So I would favor right now Oregon over Michigan. Michigan be three. I still have the Buckeyes four, believe it or not. Uh, you know, change one play in that game. And then everyone's completely different, uh, you know, thought process on the Buckeyes. Alabama was four, but I dropped them a little bit. I mean, they're, they're a Hail Mary away from losing to Auburn. Um, and they had some other close games throughout the season, so they'd be my fifth team. LSU would be six. I think people would be surprised by that. 
Wow. And, and so then Bo oh, Nick. Yeah, I mean, two of your four won't be in tonight, then, right? You believe? <laughs> yeah, no, no, they they are they won't. But uh, you know, got to go. Who would be favored over who in a neutral? So I mean, that's just all where my right. power rings are. No, if I was a a, a committee member, obviously you got to put Florida State up there. They haven't lost a game yet. Uh, you know, Washington hasn't lost a game yet. But just to put in perspective, what my thought process right now, Florida State and Washington. Florida State's not even my top 15 without Jordan Travis at quarterback. <laughs> He'd be 16 in my power ratings. Uh, Washington's not even in my top 10. They're 12-0. and 0. They're 11th in my power ratings. They've won yeah. eight straight games by 10 points or less. I'm not buying it, and neither is the market. There's, there's a reason why they're a near uh, double-digit underdog this week against Oregon, the team they beat. Well, then let's talk about that game. Which side do you like or what betting angles are you intrigued by in this matchup everyone can't wait for? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I bet Oregon early on in the process. I think anything single digits, I mean, my numbers make it 10-ish. So, if anything, you know, nine, nine and a half, I think it's okay with Oregon. I think more intriguing if you don't want to – say you think Oregon – just say, oh, I think Oregon wins the game. But, you know, I don't want to lay minus 380 on the money line. So I think there's a different way to attack the game if you don't want to lay that kind of number. I anticipate Oregon winning. I anticipate Bo Nix playing well. If that's the case, then I think it's very likely Bo Nix wins the Heisman. So instead of laying 380 on the money line with Oregon, let's go ahead and lay minus 160 with Bo Nix winning the Heisman. And so I don't have to, you know, lay, lay too much there. Mm-hmm. Certainly makes sense to me. Brad, when we talk about uh, championship games, you alluded to this already, but Florida State has a quarterback absence. SMU has a quarterback absence. What are you doing with both of those games? Yeah, really intriguing. Uh, at least early on in the week, the, the process, I mean, I was all over Louisville in that one uh, in the under. Uh, I don't think it was appropriately priced with Jordan Travis's a- absence. I, I know they won and covered against Florida, but it still wasn't a great look for Florida State offensively, particularly the first 25 minutes or so of that game was bad. I honestly thought it was more about the undisciplined Florida side of things on why Florida State was able to win that game. I'm not sure that they get that with the, uh, against Louisville this week. So I think Louisville's the right side. Would I bet Louisville now at two and a half? No, but I do think that you know they are the sharper of the two sides there. I lean under at the current number there. I am heavily involved with the SMU two-lane game. Under would have been my favorite play of the week. Just, to, you know, if you asked me 24 hours ago, I still lean that way. But this is one where I think the quarterback absence is getting overpriced in the market. I don't think Preston Stone is worth as much as the market's making out to be. So my numbers, and I have bet SMU plus five and a half. So that's one where I'm not afraid to back the team with the backup quarterback. Wow. Uh, what about Georgia, Alabama? It's we're, we're waiting on the market to settle a little bit. You look at the domestic sports books, five and a half. You could find a six. You could find a six and a half out there. Uh, where you where are you on the SEC one? Right where pretty much where it's at. If I had to make a bet now, it'd be under 55 ish. Uh, six. I, I'm part of the early week money's on Georgia. You can guess where I'm at. I'm, I'm on Georgia a little bit there, but uh, it look. This I think this game is priced accordingly as of right now, but it should be. It's the SEC championship game. Of the 800-some college football games we've had so far, this one should be pretty close to market. If it's not, somebody's not doing their job. So uh, I just I can't really get to the window at the current price other than maybe a lean on the under. I will say this. You bet numbers, not teams. Even though I bet Georgia early in the week, the number continues to climb, and I can get a seven in front of Alabama with a plus seven, not a minus seven. Uh, I would I would buy back some Alabama. 
Yeah, that's a good point. What other games that we haven't touched on um, that you like where there's still some value? Yeah, I mean, if I had to make one bet on the current uh, prices, uh, just one bet side or total, be Boise State. I'm going to lay the two against UNLV. I just think UNLV's had a great season. They've been point spread darlings. I just finally, they hit that ceiling last week at home against San Jose State, a big game, and they just played a better team. And they're playing even a better team this week in Boise State. So uh, I just think Boise State, the mispricing was several things with Boise State. Number one, let's just look at their losses. I mean, they lost on a last-second field goal against UCF. They lost by three to Memphis, and one of the plays in the game was a blocked field goal return for a touchdown in the second half of that game, a 10-point play on one play in a game they lost by three. They lost on a Hail Mary on the final play of the game to Colorado State. They lost, I mean, they had a couple of scoring opportunities inside the 10 against Fresno, couldn't get there. So this is a team, statistically, it should be a 9 or 10 win team, and yet they sit here at 7 and 5. I like them against a UNLV team that, you know, this is a lot, playing with a lot of pressure. They've never played in the Mountain West Championship game before. This is Boise State's wheelhouse. Give me Boise State minus the points. When we're looking at uh, outright winners for the national champion, uh, you mentioned Oregon being high on your power ratings. They're 5-1 to one right now to win it all. Do you like that bet? No, I would roll. I still roll it over. Money line rollover is always going to be probably best. I mean, unless they, if you'd have told me they would, you know, get matched up with Florida State in the semifinals, then you're talking about two. Obviously, their big favorite this week would be a big favorite over Florida State. So then the money line rollover play where you just bet them on the money line, you roll those winnings over to the next game. That wouldn't work out so well. But my anticipation is. I mean, their point spreads, let's say they play like a Michigan in a semifinal. Well, that game's going to be close to pick. Uh, and then they play maybe Georgia for a national championship where they'd be a slight underdog. If you did the money line rollover, you'd get a higher payout uh, than, than just, you know, betting them and getting them five to one. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. They want to bet a little to win a lot. They don't want to bet a lot to win a little. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just, if you're asking me value, I got to give you the truthful response. Uh, you doing anything Big 12, numbers more than two touchdowns. Texas, your favorite against Okie State, total of 55. Yeah, I, I did lay it with Texas, believe it or not. Uh, my number's called for it, laid it, market agrees so far. If I had to bet it now, my favorite total on the board right now would be over. Uh, I think a little bit of mispricing with Texas is obviously Ewers missed a few games. Offense got going last week, to say the least. I mean, they got put a 57 spot up. Uh, Oklahoma State's been, you know, they run a lot of tempo. Uh, I don't think much of their defense. Obviously, their offense has been improved once they got Ali Gordon going. So, over 54-and-a-half, over 55 looks pretty good to me. I want to ask you a big-picture question because I thought this um, report from ESPN was really interesting regarding Caleb Williams. ESPN contacted Mm -hmm. eight NFL scouts and executives who said that Williams is the can't-miss prospect. And then he said, I thought from last year's film, he would be the top 10 the day he showed up. And AFC exec said, and they're like, top 10 draft pick or top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And they said the latter. Is that how you would assess Caleb big picture when he enters the NFL? I guess it doesn't say a lot about the quarterbacks in the league right now. No, I'm I'm pretty anti Caleb Williams, so uh, no, I, I wouldn't do him that good. I look, and I, I I'm not saying that the quarterback situation in the NFL is any good. It's not, but uh, no, uh, I don't see it. I just I saw a lack of fundamentals this year. Uh, you know, not just because they lost games, but I mean, he was so, part of the reason they lost games wasn't. I know Alex Grinch and the defense got most of the blame. Some some of it was Caleb Williams' sloppy playground style. That that's just not. I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes does it, but Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid, and he's got some talent around him, 
and they're one of one, Patrick Mahomes. I just and keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes didn't play as a rookie, uh, as good as he is. So no, I think that's an asinine statement to think that Caleb Williams is going to come in and be a top ten quarterback. Well, if that's the case, then I know it's a bet we've talked about a lot on this show, but uh, Caleb Williams minus 320 to be number one overall, the field plus 210 for the 2024 NFL draft. I assume. Yeah, like I would. Uh, I wouldn't make a monster bet, but I'd take the field. Uh, but but keep in mind, Caleb Williams is going to shine in a pro day, and they just love that. Uh, so, But there's going to be some other quarterbacks that have some unbelievable measurables. Uh, it's a really, really good quarterback class. Uh, but I. I wouldn't make a monster bet, but I, I, I prefer the field at this point. I don't, I don't know if he's going to interview well, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah. Man, would you, would you take Brock Bauer's top five? Yeah, it depends on the medical for him. Uh, I could see it. I mean, obviously, the, to me, the, the can't-miss talents, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, he's the safest bet in the draft. I mean, I – I mean, if you're asking me who's going to be the Hall of Famer out of this class, it'd be him. Uh, and then, two, I think I'd go Joe Walt, left tackle, coming out of Notre Dame. I mean, those. if I'm looking to make, hey, I'm going to improve my team immediately, I'm not, regardless of position, I'm going with the safest. I know this guy's going to come in and be a starter and has the ability to be a 10-year starter for me and help out my football team. Those would be the two guys I would draft. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Really quick, you were talking about Caleb not interviewing well. I was wondering, and I, I don't want to dock the guy for crying in his mom's arms, but he also made the comment oh about like, snuggling with his dog and had like bad words on his fingernails. Like, is all that stuff maybe going to come out and hurt him? <laughs> uh, I'm pro-animal, so I'm not going to dock him for that. But, th- I mean, there's other immaturity things that I'm not going to dock a kid with. I mean, I was, I've been, I was 20, but. I, I just he said some things you hear the rumors about wanting part ownership and all that stuff there's just there's a lot of red flags and that's off the field on the field there was a ton of red, just watch the film I I, I don't I, sometimes I don't even think scouts watch, watch tape just watch the tape I mean it is sloppy from start to finish this year and you just he got away with that for for long stretches against Pac-12 defenses you're not facing that in the NFL so I I just 
I'm not taking him. I don't think he just can't miss, you know, next uh, best quarterback of the next generation. I, I just don't see it. Good stuff. Brad Powers from bradpowersports.com and the Bet the Board podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Thanks, Brad. You bet. You bet. It is fascinating, Joe, when we look at a championship weekend here, because, yes, we do have two key quarterback absences. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Brad is pro SMU as far as, uh, you know, the five and a half anti-Florida State there. Do you kind of see it that way as well? Do you feel like that the market is adjusting appropriately to that news? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you've got a little bit of a sample size now, at least on the Florida State side. These numbers are sharp. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. dead on. He, he, I mean, with everything that we know, all the intel that we have, like t- people are going to be amazed with the Oregon side. I'm curious once we get to the weekend what the public ends up doing with that. Like that, they'll be amazed that oh, it's such a big number and they're not even in the playoff right now. Sort of from Brad, second best team. People that do this for a living that, that break down the numbers, like second best team in the country. We'll see if they end up making it. Aaron, I saw that story too, and I heard people talking about it. And my expectation was, oh, there must have been some scouts that ding Caleb Williams, because why would this be a story? And we're still on the can't miss thing? I, I don't. I lean with what Brad's saying. I'm not saying I wouldn't take him number one. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. But there are questions to be asked right now of, the, of him. Yeah, I'm sure you, I thought you had to have seen it because it was in regards to the Bears don't want to miss out on another C.J. Stroud (laughs) situation. And would would you want the Bears to draft Caleb Williams? I want them to take a quarterback. No, I'm just, I honestly, I don't know the answer to that question right now. I I will at a point. We'll see if they have the one even. But Mm -hmm. this Caleb Williams and Drake May debate is going to be going on for months and months and months. Can't wait to hear it. It'll be fun. We'll hear it ad nauseum, right? Especially when uh, the season's over, that's for sure. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, is there value for betting on who will win the Super Bowl? That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.